This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me You're not gonna do nothing, you are not above me I bet you wish you was me, I know that I know What is poppin' everybody? And welcome back to another special episode of the Only Friends Podcast. Well, you know, it's me and my only friends, which includes, but is not limited to, our guest today, Dan Jungleman Kate. What is poppin', baby? What's up? How are you uh, feeling? Nice to be part of the OnlyFans. OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> among them, whatever it is. Yeah. I'll take it. You're here. Let's pop and Burke. How are you feeling today? You're one of the, you're one of the friends, Jungle. You're one of the friends. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a war wound. I'm, I'm bleeding. I just cleaned blood all <laughs> off the keyboard. Uh, it was a real last minute scramble here. Mm -hmm. It's. It's not looking good, cuz. Where's oh, Guapo? Man. I know. Guapo's gone. You're, you're missing away. a finger. We're, we're really running oh, thin here. We need you. Uh, we don't have headphones here. It's 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 all a fucking nightmare. Uh, help. help, Guapo. <laughs> help us. Come back, Guapo. Lamana. For some Lady. reason, we decided to dress exactly alike today. Yeah. I forgot my white backwards hat. Well, I mean, it's fine. Yeah. Well, you uh, really are each other. Welcome, <laughs> welcome back, Landon. How are you? Landon's here. I'm I'm good. Hey, Landon. Know. Hello. Nice to see you in that seat again. <laughs> it's been empty. Well, no, but other people were in there. Oh, but they could never replace Once. you. Thank you. No offense. Appreciate it. We have, we have filled it from time to time. Yeah, uh, Hunt was in there yesterday. Well, so your mic's gonna have to violate you a little more. You're a little quiet. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we get into things, we have a fun show for you guys today. Uh, I wanted. I mean, I got an impromptu message here from Jungle. He's like, "Hey." Some shit's going down online, and I'm not here for it, so we got to act fast. And it's like, well, you know, welcome to 2024, but we'll talk about it. Uh, before we get into the main meet, though, I want to remind you guys that we do, uh, or I have a meetup game coming up at uh, Playground in Montreal. That's going to be happening on Wednesday, January 31st, uh, two days after my birthday. So come and say hi. You know, maybe wish me a happy Big birthday. Five zero. Mm, <laughs> <laughs> Great. Now I got an F bomb in the read. Good job. Uh, we are going to be there with, or I'm going to be there with, yeah, not uh, we. with Ape Styles. Yeah, no, you guys weren't invited. I'm yeah. sorry. We got showered. Uh, going to be there with Ape Styles and Schwan Lu. We're going to be doing uh, $50 splash pots. There's also a 3K last longer for events number three and 13. That's the 350 mystery bounty as well as the. Um, 1150 main event which has three starting days and i will obviously be playing that um the way the 3k bounty works is that you have to have a wpt global account you need to have a minimum deposit of 20 dollars, or if you already previously had an account keep a balance of 500 dollars us you just need to make that deposit in january or february uh, and you will then qualify whoever lasts the longest in these events will then be able to take home the three thousand dollars of added money um, be sure to head to the link in the description below or hit hashtag WPT global in the chat. That'll give you all the instructions that you need for this series that's coming up at the playground. Hope to see you guys all there. All right, jungle. Yeah. What, what, what happened yesterday that all you right. just realized so was I cheating heard, online? I heard, I, heard, I heard some fucked up stuff. Okay. And, um, Better late than never. 
Yeah, so I was uh, I was like on the the game, uh, this you know the Bally's live game. Someone's telling me, oh, like actually everyone's using RTA online. I'm like, what? Everyone's using RTA? And he's like, yeah. Like if you look at the nodes that people, the the decisions people are making, they're making almost perfect decisions on the flop and pre-flop, which is really easy to solve using um, RTA. It's pretty easy to build RTA for that. I mean, relatively speaking, he, was, he even described the process. He wasn't advocating it. He was just saying he knows because he's like looked at people's decisions in detail. I don't want to say who he is. And I think that he's a very honest person. I don't think that he's like doing it himself, but he, I think he knows, I think he does know people in fact. And I want to get into this, um, this uh, conflict of interest and in how to solve it with knowing people that are doing it and who's not and what to do about it with this whole cheating thing. Because I think it's absolutely solvable. I think that cheating online is absolutely solvable. And I think we're just like not trying. But, uh, but basically saying that because Turn and River are, people are playing just terrible on Turn and River and they're playing perfect on like the first two streets, it's essentially a sign that they're using RTA, RTA for the streets because this shows like a lack of concept of someone's game. It's very, very hard to solve RTA or use RTA for turn and river because it just requires a far more complex uh, decision of alignments of nodes and all of that. And it's just not really practical to align, whereas you just like plug in whatever for a preflop decision and boom, it's right there. Um, and preflop is probably the easiest one. And a very important one. Well, for, for quite a long period of time, preflop charts were just kind of accepted as the norm. Yeah. Uh, there was a big wave like around the pandemic or so where I know GG. Uh, did a sweep of bands. Um, you know, a lot of well-named pros got suspended for a period of time because they were using their own Evernote docs or uh, hand-to-note docs, whatever, that were keeping their preflop charts. They basically got warned when it was all said and done. Now that be kind of became faux pas where, uh, you know, I don't know if you recall, but there was a big debate between like Ike, uh, Dominic Niche, and a few others where they were basically saying like preflop charts, preflop, uh, or like online, not that big of a concern. Like if the pool is weak enough, they'll spot the wrecks, the charts, that type of stuff. But then there was the wave of GTO Wizard being utilized in real time, uh, you know, the Fader Cruise stuff where there was an actual RTA. And I think that kind of like brings us up to current day where uh, I assume you're talking about Jeremiah that is uh, talking about all this stuff. He's been on the show. We've discussed it at length. Um, these people who are, are using RTA uh, in in you know, tournaments and cash, uh, I don't know if it necessarily matters all that much that they're not putting out perfect solutions. It's still just going to do far better. It's going to outperform the vast majority of pools until maybe you get to like the nosebleeds. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually was a little bit familiar with all this kind of thing. Um, I, uh, I think it's going to be really hard to stop specifically preflop charts, but you probably could to a fair degree. I mean, I was actually not using preflop charts because I knew for a fact that you were just not supposed to use it. Okay. Would you be, whether you believe that or not. I mean, and it's like kind of annoying to me to realize, oh shit, I'm playing against everyone that... I, I didn't realize I was playing against everyone's using preflop charts mm -hmm. or whatever. I mean, I can kind of see it a little bit, but definitely I'm seeing a lot of strange decisions that don't look like preflop charts. And I, But I'm not playing more on a club GG lately where you take more than five seconds, and it's just automatically folded so maybe it's a little bit harder to use it mm. there you have to be like locked in and yeah. if you're gonna multi-table or you're gonna fold your right. hand and i've totally folded my hand on many different occasions and i'm not like it's don't legit have time. five seconds I, I don't know if it's actual five but seconds but it quick. feels like it's super yeah. quick yeah. if you just like wrapped up in a hand mm -hmm. real easy to just forget about another hand auto fold it um 
that being said, it like is annoying to me and just makes me think, well, this is like, first of all, like if everyone's going to do it and if it's just totally unstoppable, I feel like there's only, I mean, you could totally just like take away the rule to do it. And obviously it makes me mad. I'm sitting here getting shafted <laughs> and then everyone's doing this. And on top of that, it's like ruining the player pool uh, and making it harder for everyone on, and like giving the VIPs or the fish or whatever you want to call them every reason to not play because it's like, oh, the pros have got like all this crazy software and all these sorts of things and they're they're not supposed to be using it but they are and you know there's collusion going on too or whatever it is and like no one ever does anything now there's bot rings and blah 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 and i'm sitting here thinking well you can do things um there's totally examples in other areas of the world and in poker i actually didn't realize that gg did that that they just put out a wave of bans so it's kind of in the vicinity of what i imagined the response should be i was actually imagining something a bit more severe um especially if people like continue to continue to uh what's the word transgress there's actually patterns uh delinquent patterns that people tend to follow as it turns out like i found this on accident and like when i got like speeding tickets when i was driving and i like you know i was doing research into it became interesting to me when people do bad things like for some reason the idea of someone like doing something bad and the concept of cheating and like why cheat at all it's like goes back to the original concept of the podcast suffer why why be honest why are people fucking honest why is it that say for example you know you go through like a foreign country and you know you're a wealthy um you know, person from one of those countries this has gone through my head a lot of times why does this taxi driver just like decide not to like kidnap me or whatever <laughs> or like kidnap whoever i mean i i have to take security precautions on this too but why does this just like happen at such a limited frequency in comparison to like the potential upside or a lot, why does even like a lot of this honesty exist? And if you look into it, I mean, there's various reasons why. Um, and there, you know, you can look into things that are a bit related, like why is there no crime in Dubai, Singapore, Japan, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, crime is rampant in London, uh, United States, by the way, those, those places are far more dangerous than almost, than almost every foreign place I've ever been to is the irony is very first world places. And uh, yeah, if you look into the real why of why this is, you do actually find answers and there are absolutely solutions for dealing with things like cheating. And it's not like that hard to deal with in theory uh, based on what I've, what I've seen in other places where problems are far more severe. You're talking okay. about cutting people's fingers off or huh? <laughs> you're talking about cutting people's fingers off. What are we, well, that's like, kind of severe punishment well, that's, are we here? I would, I mean, Doing stuff like that is like really, really extreme. I, I mean, yeah. like, yeah, you would end cheating. <laughs> Berkey almost got his finger cut off today. So, well, you would totally end cheating if like the price for cheating was your finger gets cut off. Right. I mean, this would end cheating like within a week. It probably would. <laughs> but yeah. then you'd have a different problem. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it kind of gets at the point. Well, like, right. yeah, now we've stepped into the other side of the boundary mm -hmm. where now we've gone completely insane. Um, and now people are missing a bunch of fingers. Okay, so you lose half a stop, finger. Stopped. Right. <laughs> but like that kind of, it It also like shows where the solution is. So, you know, you, you tap it back, you tailor it back a little bit and say, okay, well, our fingers are quite, your cheating's like quite that bad. Right. Although, That's by too the way, severe, but maybe it needs to be a, a more severe punishment than what yeah, is currently I mean, happening. You can make it logical in the sense of like, you can mathematically align, create incentives where like cheating's just not rational it's actually rational for a lot of these guys to cheat from their perspective mm -hmm. when like it looks like it's they're not going to get caught other than like fucking 
the will of okay. God or whatever so, is going to punish them. So somehow. this is worth digging into because I, I think that like, you know, you're, you're touching upon a lot of the community's gripes, but I'm not seeing a clear path to addressing this type of stuff. The, well, we're going to get into that because, okay. you know, I came here the fucking day, <laughs> next day because I'm like, we're, I want to do something. I'm tired of this shit. Okay, well, I'm tired of people doing nothing. Well, and I sat there and ranted for fucking 15 minutes and no one said a word. And I'm like, fuck this. Let's do something. Well, let's talk about like what is currently in place. So, Currently, you're talking about there being a fair amount of hurdles. You're saying that it's easy to dissuade people from cheating, but I wholeheartedly disagree. The big thing about online, not just poker, but in general, is that there's a high level of uh, anonymity. So people remain anonymous. They don't have any fear of being caught, and they're able to just reuse and recycle a bunch of different anonymous accounts, right? So They're also not in jurisdictional. So it's not like you right, can do legal stuff. Right. Almost everything is unregulated, too. To, to Melissa's point, which is very valid. So what we're what we're looking at here is the wild, wild west of sorts. And you're asking operators to be extra responsible and push through this code of ethics that is very expensive to police and also costs them a ton of customers. So if they strengthen their KYC, where they need like a ton of information, like photo ID, address, social security, like bank account, like to the point where if your account is closed, there is no duplicate account to create. They've just now pushed away every single recreational who just wants to get involved with Bitcoin, right? So how do you solve this problem in a way that doesn't dissuade operators uh, from operating as usual? Like you don't want them to cut off their nose despite their face. That's actually a very good point. Um, I, I, the, my first thought well, as, you were, were explain, as you was explaining that was that the the populations will would be a bit divided in where they would actually go to play. I mean, when you don't want to do things such as KIYFC or what KIFC, <laughs> I, that was my first suggestion too. It was like, just, uh, yeah, what is this? Know your customer. KYFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken. All right, what, what's the exact acronym so I get it right? KYC, know your customer. Okay, okay, that's what I thought it was, to be fair. And um, so, well, why would you not want to do that? I can see some valid reasons, like it is a pain in the ass a little bit, whatever. I mean, it seems like if you do do it and then you're registered, why not? I mean, well, that okay, doesn't so seem here, like that here, much of a Here's hurdle. the easy example. Are you familiar with like how party poker is operating these days? No, but Very, this is good, things, good stuff to talk about. Okay, so extremely above board. Their KYC is like second to none and their high stakes completely died because you can't get money on there. Oh, it's just impossible to deposit more than like a thousand dollars. So really? everything just crumbled from the top down, and they're basically just like a mid-state, low-state site now. Which but why can't they KYC and allow lar like crypto deposits? Is that not a thing? Well, as far as I understand, like crypto is just not attached, right? So it's largely anonymous in and of itself. Uh, and I think that that is where the disalignment from uh, KYC comes from. And, and maybe I'm wrong. Those exchanges make you KYC. And deposit large amounts. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking too. I was, I was thinking the stronger the KYC, it seems like it's, the easier the money should be able to go on. But I, I guess that's maybe not the case. Uh, and they might use Luxem Pay too. I, I'm I'm not totally familiar. Yeah. I just know it that seems all, like it's a payment processor problem, not a KYC yeah. problem. Well, you're right, but that that tends to go hand in hand with regulation, right? Okay. Like uh, I might be understating yeah. or overstating the importance of the KYC to the to the process of why. It eliminated high stakes, but I just know it's really hard to get money on party poker. Yeah. And part of that is the hoops that you have to jump through with the KYC protocols. Another part of it is probably just like regulation. 
uh, they're much more in the regulated market as is PokerStars than GG, for example. Yeah, there, mm-hmm. there's probably like rules against crypto unregulated, heavily regulated. Yeah, I, I would presume, but I, I truly don't know. Anyway, uh, point being is that there's that hurdle of keeping games soft because to your point, to, to bring this back to the broad, you're right, customers are just going to choose where they go. App games are completely insecure. You're currently playing on them. So yeah. it's not like as if people make decisions based off of security. They're certainly choosing based off of where they think they're making the most money. I think all this can be kind of put into some sort of visual diagram so we can see how the many, the multiple different elements are at play. And there's a couple of things that you are mentioning that are contrasting in some ways. Like you mentioned like the softness of the game, which is kind of like, uh, how do you say, it's uh, uh antithetical to the whole idea of cheating because you're using something like um uh like a spreadsheet or whatever it is for a preflop chart to 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 play because it seems like if the games are that soft like what's the real big deal with people using some spreadsheets or whatever and then you can just say something like okay like why even have like this like wild rule if this is the problem but it appears that this is not really the problem that's going on it's actually the case that people are using this and it's like making the games tougher and tougher and tougher and there's no VIPs and softness is not really a bit of an issue. Like it seems like uh, there's a point where, let's put it like this, there's a point where like the, the incentive becomes, okay guys, we're no longer going to um, have these these uh, spread, Excel spreadsheets and this has to be a rule because the games are getting too tough. But if the games are not too tough, like who cares? And you just don't make it a rule. Like this, that's definitely a possibility too. Like the rule is relatively arbitrary. It's just the breaking of the rule. That's where it becomes cheating because if these rules can't be respected, then there's no point in having them. Um, and that's where my dilemma comes from is it just seems like people are just overstepping these boundaries over and over and over to the point of like, it, it becomes the point of like, what's the point of respecting the rules? And uh, absolutely what you're talking about with the KYC, no, your customer, KYC, yeah. um, that does seem like a big thing. And this, this seems as uh, the solution for this seems, or uh, for me to talk about that more, I think I need to know the details of that, of how that exactly would work. Uh, it definitely seems as though there's gotta be, I, I don't 100% understand. Account, like in, huh? in that, um, location you need to have like a bank account or a residential like yeah. plus like residential when americans <clears throat> when americans wanted to go overseas after black friday they had to like go set up an address set up a bank in canada or mexico or whatever mm-hmm. uh it tends to be the same for the majority of these other places but there is something i want to i want to pull out here outside of the kyc stuff what you're speaking to is uh you know basically projecting like a, a code of ethics onto the community as a whole mm-hmm. and i think when you use the real world example of like why is it when i go to dubai and i get a cab this guy doesn't just kidnap me type of thing and it really just comes back to some like moral code that we all as a society operate under the issue becomes that like the incentives to break moral code especially in an anonymous virus like online is incredibly high and uh like I think you can actually speak to this because you experienced this, right? There was a point in time where you were actually a part of uh, an app game where the vast majority of people were ghosting one another, right? Yes, that is correct. So like going along that path, uh, it is very gray, right? Like you can like speak a little bit to that point, I guess, like sure. where, the, where the gray comes in. Uh, well, I think actually it's not that gray. Um, I think that, let's put it like this that not all like bad actions are weighted the same. I actually do 
agree that I have done something bad uh, with the multi-counting. Although, uh, this is how I look at it with the multi-counting in this situation. Uh, so, a bunch of people were multi-counting was true. And even as a precursor to me doing it, I asked the question, so are most people multi-counting? And the answer is yes. Uh, and there was all kinds of stuff going on. And I knew personal friends of mine that did this. And I do want to talk about the friend dynamic in this because there's a con there is a, an incentive when it comes to um, protecting the community, but also protecting your friends that has to be uh, discussed a little bit and how people can traverse this incentive, this, um, this issue while protecting the community, but not like betraying their friends. I right. think this is an important point. Yeah. Um, so in this situation, what I basically came to the conclusion was that if every single, if there was even one person that was not multi-accounting, I was a thief to that person. Correct. And so I was e on equal level with everyone else. But to that one person, I was a thief. And therefore, I've stolen money from that one person. That was the conclusion I came to. I've done something wrong. Yeah. And so from that point on, I was like, okay, well, I can't argue with this logic. Therefore, uh, it's only going to be the case that I, uh, uh, if I multi-count, it's only against, it's everyone has to be doing it effectively. Right. Uh, and it, where you start d doing this thing where you're breaking against, breaking the rules and have this logic of you can break the rules, you can keep... Like someone else can use the same logic and be like, okay, well, this person's going to break the rule. I'm going to I'm going to break the rule too. And you can keep you can you can see how this becomes dangerous. Where or they'll think if, like if, if the other I'm person not doing just, it, then uh, then other people are, and then I'm you know like losing out on EV or whatever. Well, yeah, it becomes the tragedy of the commons situation, which means basically everyone wants more and more and more for themselves, and so they sacrifice the everyone collectively kind of sacrifices the the community for the sake of like their own personal gain it fucks up everyone in the end and it creates this sort of like dynamic of ex escalation that the only solution is go the opposite way which is what you see from like effectively martyrs in history that have like decided okay well this sucks and sick of war and we're gonna take it upon ourselves to do something um and they'll like sacrifice themselves for the sake of like the common good kind of thing and that's like the opposite direction. But if you do break the rules and you justify it by like, or you have no justification, someone can just come along and say, well, I'm going to, yeah, just keep escalating. And then the other person can escalate. And you see this all the time in all kinds of different ways. Yeah. Oftentimes it's how we land on rules, right? Is that yes. uh, we create some sort of boundary, somebody breaks it, and then it just becomes a mat matter of like, how common is this to be broken? If it's the vast majority of people are going to break it, then that's the new rule. Yeah. Right. Like we just like using preflop charts would be a good example. If 90% of people are just using them anyway, then the new rule just becomes preflop charts are okay. Right. Right. Well, I mean, on, on this point, I mean, this, I think this kind of does in fact get at the root of a lot of different things because it's kind of like, well, what's the point of doing anything? And I would just say that, you know, you should consider, well, what do you actually want to have happen? Uh, if you want like a battle where everyone's playing, and everyone knows the perfect preflop game, then there you go. I mean, now the rules, everyone can use pre perfect preflop strategy, and now you're a fish, in fact, if you do not use them. Right. I mean, this is this is certainly a possibility. If you want a game where people can make preflop mistakes, then you've got to ban preflop charts, I right, guess. Right, yeah. Maybe yeah. I'm the fish because I'm not using these things myself, and like everyone is. No, I, th I think we all align. Are stupid. Yeah, I think we all align in what you're you're saying here. Me especially, like as a live guy, like I would never play online because uh, of that big disadvantage like well you're you, you, i mean this is kind of what happens when people start doing things such as having all these rta and all this like software that helps in addition 
uh, all the time is like they now push away guys like you where you're like, well, I know what I'm going to have to deal with. And, you know, you have to use the damn preflop charts or whatever else it is to really compete. And why do that? That's it's yeah. stupid to do that. Then right. you become like the person who's not being responsible for yourself to do that. I think he just called you a whale. Yeah, no, that's fine. I didn't. I just said. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. You're not wrong. Well, if, if, if everyone's using like. I did. I mean, but you well, will let's be put considered. it like this. If everyone's using fucking RTA and making perfect decisions, I'm a whale. I, yeah. I don't want to play yeah, against yeah, someone precisely. who's playing right. perfect decisions. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> Why I would I play against someone who's playing GTO? Right. So, so the question then that we, we need to get to is you think this is solvable. I'm very much of the impression that it's not. I'm very much of the impression that competitive environments that are uh, that have money attached to them just are never really utilized online. If you look at esports, if you look at chess, in a competitive realm, they they happen online, but never when money's involved. The second money becomes involved, the the desire to cheat goes through the roof. So what we'll cheat a lot in like free games? Yeah, that's true too. Like we have this like we lot. have this story of Ali fucking cheating in chess for no money versus brewer like csgo the they have the wall hacks like they they right. people are always gonna cheat like the, yeah the, the, even if like it's just cheat. pride on the line so i guess like <laughs> that brings the question to what do you see as a potential solution here that's getting overlooked by these operators so here's the deal like you're kind of getting at this underlying point of like not just cheating but all evil or whatever you want to call it in general you can never really remove all evil but you can make it more and more diminished. Same thing with cheating. I mean, it's really the same thing. And you, if you alter the perspective and what you look at things, uh, you can even see that you can even see that uh, good and evil are like not exactly that dissimilar, except that one is just something more preferable than the other uh, overall. And one has like a different payoff of distribution, uh, a d different, di a different like way of feeling than another, et cetera, et cetera. And it's kind of just like what you end up choosing at least that's how things look like in my theory as far as this goes with cheating like if you look at all the different permutations based off the regulations and and whatever you know and like how how long the time banks are and what the structure of the game is and all of that uh, and look at markets and things such as that you can see like there's all kinds of ways that people will end up cheating but you can certainly diminish uh within isolated environments the incentives for cheating. I mean, you can look at many cases in which they've done that. You can look at what GG has done and what has worked and what hasn't worked, and you can implement things that, such as severe bans when people break certain kinds of rules. Um, and uh, it, you can make the prospect of cheating wildly undesirable undesir if you have the right kinds of rules and actually enforce them. In that sense, cheating is definitely solvable. Whether it's going to be solvable for every site ever online, I mean, that's not up to me or whoever that's up to the operators of those sites but if they care about what their business looks like and things like that if they care about honor or whatever you know various uh abstract value then then uh it's something to consider so i mean uh i would have to understand the individual sites to look at how it should work for each one but definitely the 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 theme of the idea is if you get caught cheating it like really sucks and there's a and that multiplied by the percent chance that you actually do get caught cheating becomes a far less valuable proposition than uh, just playing fairly is what you really want to have happen by like a, a big um, multiplier. I don't know what the true multiplier should be, but it should be like 
three times worse to cheat than yeah. to not cheat is my I, personal I, guess. And, like, and so. I think that's right. I just think that uh, we've just seen too much to the um, to the opposite of that, right? Uh, for a period of time there, like pre-Black Friday, maybe even slightly thereafter, uh, I think everybody was very terrified of the the letter of the law that online could execute, right? Getting banned was just like a, a death sentence back then. Um, but it didn't really happen all that often, you know, even situations of like Bonomo, who was one of the early multi-accounters, like, yes, he got banned from party, but you know, he was able to find his way back. And I, I think that's great. Like the, the redemption stories in this community are really good, but somebody like Ali and Jake, who currently are basically serving like an indefinite ban from not just online, but even live venues to my knowledge are still capable of getting action down. Well, I mean... I mean, so the my answer, my response to that would be, uh, yeah, they probably shouldn't, but like I'm sure they're sitting there thinking, like they would far rather play still on these sites. I mean, it's just right. one of the things you can do. Like it, it just if, used to be easier, at least. I mean, to coordinate all the sites to decide to ban, you know, all cheaters or whatever it is would be very very hard especially with incentives to, but be, like to ban that, like pros that's, that's kind of the thing that i'm getting at is like the only the only working solution we've seen uh in practice is the jake ali ban where across the board all sites uniformly kind of worked together and said these are the most egregious cheaters we've seen in a decade you know since russ hamilton and then what really put the nail in the coffin that i don't think we have enough of is they then got banned from live tours, mm -hmm. right? You don't see them at Poker Go any longer. You don't see them on WPT. Like they, they've been turned away from EPT. Uh, this is, that's really the threat is when right. you take away their ability to ever earn again, period, right? Because now it's not the anonymous account of, you know, Money Taker 6 9 that was banned. It was the actual human being of Jake and Ali that were not just banned from these sites, but also blackballed from the community as a whole. That's going to take cooperation, right? right? That's going to take these sites working together and getting some sort of blacklist down where there are certain offenses that you can commit that will just get you blackballed across the board the way casinos used to do it in, in the mafia days, right? But I just don't think that, like, I don't think that they harsher. want to work together. Well, a little harsher back. Then. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, they're still yeah. dragging Lake Mead right yeah. now, right? Yeah. A lot of holes in the desert. <laughs> uh, I, I could see them working together against crushers. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, I could see that absolutely happening. Like, well, if you're an effective cheater, you will be a crusher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, uh, like the, the fact that it worked at all with those two people shows that it's certainly possible. And I also think that a to take to take someone's ability to earn away period is something that requires uh, you know some pretty massive offenses. Yeah. So to be fair, like you wouldn't start off even with someone who has done something pretty bad. Uh, such as uh, I think if someone does do this and they get their account banned and then they make another account, I think this is pretty damn bad, actually. I think that they should start getting like their money confiscated and things like that. Well, that already happens to some degree. But the problem is, is that it just becomes a private slush fund for these uh, operators. Like we don't really see returns on that. I think that like, you know, kind of giving people the death sentence, we're being really light. Like if what we presume to be true is true of like Jake and Ali, where they took, you know, somewhere between two and 10 million out of the community. If this were, uh, if this were the real world, which technically it is, but like, you know, if this were just like corporate America, white collar America, 
this would be like a Rico case. Uh, you know, like they, they would be up for like money laundering charges. They would be up for, you know, grand theft larceny and like all these other things. Like you, you can't just, yeah, racketeering. You can't just like, you know, steal millions of dollars from a system and just like walk away scot-free. It really like, is wild that there is no criminal like avenue to go down. Well, because you know? it's, I know, I know, I know it's an unregulated market. Right. It'd be right? like, yes, it'd be like, I mean, uh, it'd be F like, you'd be get in trouble though. Like, well, he got off though. FBF? Yeah. No, SBF. I mean. He got a pretty light sentence. Did he? he got a lot of charges dropped. Yeah, uh, I think like forty but charges still, were dropped. I mean, he still had to like go to court and everything. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That was offshore. Um, that was offshore. But like the the, the online poker stuff, it's it would be the equivalent of like you and I being drug dealers mm -hmm. and me robbing from you, right? Kind of thing. It's like, yeah. well, we're both at fault here. Mm -hmm. You know, like we're both operating in a black market that the government wants to shut down anyway. Well, poker's a lot. Uh, less. I, 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 it seems weird to compare poker to drug dealing. Just, just right. comparing it in the hurting people's lives kind of thing. Uh, right. Yeah, but I mean, you can make the same argument for gambling, but that's not my point. That's not the comparison not I'm trying illegal. to make. Yeah, I'm just trying to make the comparison that like you're it's operating not a regulated market. to unregulated mm -hmm. markets, right? Yeah. Like, there's a difference between being a pharmacist and a guy slinging pills on the corner. Mm -hmm. is, is basically what my take is. Okay. Um. But anyway, uh, as far as like problem solving goes. Uh, you know, we've had we've dedicated dozens, if not hundreds, of hours at this point to uh, helping eradicate uh, or eradicate uh, cheating online, and I'm at my wits' end. Where <laughs> like the only answer that I have is that it's gonna be really fucking hard. Like technology just advances so quickly. Uh, we know that like GTO Wizard exists in the public realm. Nobody can even begin to put their finger on like what type of RTA exists in the private realm, but. Obviously, anything that can be created for commercial use can be created on steroids for private use, right? So the fact that sites aren't able to easily detect these types of cheaters, the fact that uh, the community is called upon itself to kind of police and regulate its own market, the fact that money moves so easily between these parties without it being frozen, like in almost every instance of somebody being caught as a cheater, like Jake and Ali being a great example, very few funds were confiscated. Uh, in their instance, it might have been like a few hundred thousand, and we might be talking about like upwards of ten million. Wasn't even uh, considering like the bots, the bot thing. rings, right? <laughs> That's like a whole other thing. Yeah, like ACR potentially just had a ten million dollar bot ring. Uh, my best guess would be that we'll see like one to five percent of that money returned. So it's just like the incentives to steal are so high, and the punishment is so low, especially without like actual law involved that I just, for the life of me, can't follow any sort of solutions. Um, is, that in, is that where they actually confiscate like all the money in the accounts as well? Yeah, but you know these accounts know that they're doing nefarious things, so they're constantly just withdrawing, transferring, peer-to-peer. -peer, I don't, I don't know if over. they're always doing that or not. It's like kind of a lot of uh, effort to like continuously do that uh, and to remember to do that because it's pretty easy to get lazy and all of that, I would just think. I mean, but, these... Operation, yeah, these bot operations aren't like it's just like one guy operation. in his basement chilling and you know finding a way to make money. Like it, it's a company, it's a it's a corporation, yeah, it's a whole that, ring, right? Like they have you know multiple uh, accounts. There was mm -hmm. I, I can't remember how many hundreds of bots were on this list uh, that were putting in you know hundred or millions of hands of volume. Like this is 
a 24-7 type of scaled operation, I think. And this was able to get around KYC as well. KYC is there but minimal right yeah you don't have to you don't have to submit like a bank account or like a photo just, id yeah I, I, maybe stuff. maybe you have to do id i think ID. you do okay um but it's not as rigorous as the May, well thing. it's possible that like you know it seems like this question will be begged in the future in other markets as well if like if people don't have rigorous kyc where you know like the the you know the age of ai is coming and you know, deep fakes are possible in all kinds right. of crazy ways. Mm -hmm. It seems like this problem is just uh, like there has to be some kind of solution or other areas can be at risk as well. Yeah, I would think I would just seem like more rigorous KYC needs, needs to be necessary until people just stop being pieces of shit. Well, I, I also know. think it's tough from the consumer standpoint because we benefit a lot from the lower thresholds, right? Like we can move money a lot easier. Uh, we can play uh, a lot simpler without without as many hoops to jump through we get a lot more dumb money uh in these markets like uh, and this i'm sure all applies to like other markets as well like crypto or whatever the case may be the more regulation there is the tighter the ship that's ran and the less free money there is for the casual consumer uh and it, for poker specifically like that's not really great it sounds like these things are somewhat related because it goes back to this idea of like okay on one hand we're worried about people doing sharp things mm. uh and taking advantage of the system but on the other hand we also want people to be stupid correct and give their money and you see what i'm saying yeah no, no, yeah they're definitely at odds with one another and that's why you want the fair marketplace right that's why you don't want the the cheaters because you are so heavily incentivized to welcome in new money and just let it be casual consumer money rather than you know the the, the sharp money at the top. Uh, the sharps are going to get the money anyway, even just through skill. So it's like to add a layer of uh, nefarious activity on it so that they can just get it faster and get more of it, get a bigger piece of the pie. It it just it feels very doom and gloom. It's hard not to to see it through that lens. Um. Yeah, I can see how this is definitely a big issue. Uh, I think like. I don't know. I, I, I would like to think about this one a bit more uh, to stop things like bot rings. Uh, it's going to be quite a challenge. Um, yeah, I think it helps a lot to understand the way these like marketplaces really work. But it sounded like um, there weren't so many, at least when I've been playing high stakes, I can say that I haven't really felt as though maybe many bots at like 2550 or whatever. Yeah, I think they, one of the reports said that there weren't really many above 510. Yeah, that was the PLO uh, report. Jane Andes. Yeah, basically everything was like one, two, and below because the bots weren't super sophisticated, mm -hmm. but they were good enough to beat. Oh, that that reminds uh, that reminds me. Um, one of the solutions for finding these kinds of things would be uh, mass data analysis, and like like th there are people doing this kind of thing. And one yeah. of the things they could do is just simply like create reports and sell them to the sites, and this would, you know, like it'd be really hard for the bots to hide that. How are you gonna? You would have to now create a bot that has a capacity for human error, and <laughs> it would emulate a human somehow mm -hmm. by like not being perfect. <laughs> right. Well, that's how the community is finding a lot of these situations is through MDA, and uh, the the frustration I think is that it seems ridiculous that the player pool is able to gather enough data on their own, decipher what doesn't look human. Mm -hmm. and then have to submit a report to the site itself. Yeah, they should be systems that are already built into the operators. Themselves. Right, right. They also like, don't yeah. know how many they've caught without saying it. That's like, true, too. They're mm -hmm. not incentivized to, to tell us that right. they've caught a bunch of at bots this point, on their though, site. At so this like, point, though, aren't they? 
Well, yeah, maybe, but it, I don't really think so because it just, it just, wouldn't it be better to just kind of get rid of them and sweep it under, like, instead of making it look like it's a bigger problem? You, I mean, I guess you could make an argument that the second there's uh, some sort of public display of this account is perceived to be a bot, then you immediately take action and say, we've banned this account. Yeah. It actually was a bot. Like, yeah. we confirmed your... Uh, it's tough. It, I don't know how much you want to juggle PR versus just being honest and transparent and saying, like, look, we are actively on the problem and, and you can trust us. Yeah. Well, maybe it's a good thing, though. At this point, it's probably becoming more beneficial to be open about it. Just yeah. with the way the public perception is of stuff. Right. All right. Um, all right, Jungle, I know that uh, you kind of have a heart out here in a, in a couple minutes. Uh, any, any closing thoughts you have on this particular subject matter? Uh, I would like to understand this dynamic a bit more. Um, give me one second. I really need to order. In the lab, Jungle. Yeah, well, I'm kind of, <laughs> I, I am in fact kind of getting in the lab of sorts. I'm like kind of uh, perusing around various different points in the whole system of the poker economy and starting to get more of an idea of how things work and where, why these problems exist and what solutions might be relevant because it's now becoming more my incentive to do this because I had this idea, okay, I'm going to create a community. I'm going to try to make poker more feasible as a greater than zero, uh, more feasible of a greater than zero sum situation where now it can like uh, thrive and not like constantly people have to, you know, uh, survive by devouring each other to a fair extent. I mean, it's not... 100% like that. I mean, it, because of the fact that it has existed for a long time, but it definitely thrives a lot off of like weak competition specifically. And that's a big, big factor in how poker survives. And it really worries me because of like all this stuff that's coming out of the powerful software and all these sorts of things. And I'm sitting here thinking, man, like it's not that hard to get pretty good, at least from my view. I mean, I'm still sitting here and Whenever I play, I'm not very impressed a lot of the time, to be honest. So I'm thinking, like, what's going on here, guys? Yeah, we, we, saw, we saw you last night. You, it was a real snooze fest for you. You just couldn't be bothered. Um, uh, I, well, I'm a bit jet-lagged and all that. But when I played online, uh, I, I've seen some good things for sure. I mean, things, games have overall gotten tougher, but there's plenty of soft spots. There's plenty, there's plenty of various different solutions to things. And really, these, I'm realizing how complicated things truly are. Uh, do you think live is z as zero sum as like all other environments, or do you think that there's some element of it that's like uh, a little bit positive sum because it's so much more social? Um, so I think there's various hidden, I think there's various hidden uh, positive aspects to things and sides of things that make things closer to fair uh, than they actually are, than they actually may appear. Um, such as like in the defenses of guys like Ali. Not, not the defenses, but more like uh, Devil's Advocate a bit of Ollie and Jake. Like, they were still, like, good poker players and worked on their game and all of that. Like, they, uh, now that they've, you know, cheated or whatever, now they've shattered their reputation, all the benefits that come with that, and getting branded as cheaters. Um, I mean, it's hard to say whether they're really, like, profiting. They, like, effectively decided to trade all these sorts of values, valuable things for like a bit of extra money. Like, was it really worth it? And they did do things that actually were like fundamentally deserving of getting that money. Um, I, I have realized things like that, like how the nature of duality works in a lot of these kinds of things. And uh, hidden upsides of poker is it really is like a good way of training your ability to critically think and find the truth. I found in the same sense that a sport might like train your muscles to like 
you know, train you to be fit and like run fast or train you to like actually practice leadership or whatever it is. It's actually a very similar principle. So in that sense, there, there is a greater than zero sum element that's kind of missing. Um, and they actually have found that that's a big element in uh, social impact, by the way, is like the effect of sports and like why sports exist. What happened? Nothing, oh. you're good. Okay, so Don't like there's, there's some greater than sum elements as far as like making it greater than zero sum so that everyone can be... Uh... Okay, I think this Uber's here. <laughs> okay. As far as making it greater than zero sum in the sense of like everyone can be like pursue life in kind of a free way and be not financially locked up, I would think would be a good description of it because um, I'm sitting here thinking, well, if people like what is wealthy to be wealthy, uh, what is like a situation where ha happiness is maximized and you have to beg the question, like how much money do you really need? How much money does everyone really need? And what is like the points of the benefits of all the money? It really like gets to the core of a lot of different things. But uh, I think it might be possible to do that with poker, but certain things needs to be changed. It really takes like a holistic view of all the different elements of things and like truly understanding why things are the way that they are uh, and like what ways they could be better and what the sides of things could be negated that could be worse and what actual things are can be feasibly changed and what the direction of the evolution of the game has gone. One thing I would like to add is that Actually, things have gotten a lot better in poker in a way. Uh, there used to be like wild, blatant cheating for a long time and people shooting each other in the legs yeah. back in the like <laughs> 1960s or whatever it was. And uh, I feel like we've gotten, I don't even understand how this has happened, but not a whole lot of that is going on to my knowledge. And uh, that feels like a pretty solid step of improvement, even though like occasionally, you know, these cheaters are out there. And it feels like, oh, like there's cheating around every corner and there's, uh, there's bot ring and there's robots in your kitchen. And <laughs> maybe there's robots in here, maybe one of you is a robot. Right? Uh, but uh, actually things aren't as bad as they might appear. And like, you have to remember like things, there's, uh, there's this uh, bias towards, uh... okay, I gotta give this guy, can I give this guy the gate code? Yes, sir. There's this bias, there's this thing that, um, there's this thing that there's even a study done on this where, or a couple studies, in fact, that were done on this where basically if you always focus on the, uh, the things that are wrong, it appears as though things never actually get better, even though they actually do. Like if, the, if you focus on the faults and the faults are negated and you keep focusing on the faults, you always focus on the faults and you're just perpetually unhappy. And so what it suggests is that in fact, like it is in this, this case study, I need to find the actual case study, but I, I remember I read two of them that suggested, okay, well, if you keep focusing on these faults, this is all you'll just see. And, and you have to remember that your perception is relative to how you view other things. Um, and that, uh, and that in fact, uh, you know, like it's a bit of an illusion to constantly think like evils all around you all the time mm -hmm. and to remember how like the availability heuristic uh is like clouding judgment in many different ways uh it's very hard to do to like get around your like perception of things and uh but yeah in order to improve things in a way to make things better for everyone that uh i think it's possible uh i it would be really great if we could get to the point of where poker is a spectator spectator game and people want to watch that don't have to be hardcore fans of poker yeah 
Yeah, I, I think that that's very well stated. Um, I know you got to get out of here. I appreciate your time and coming into the studio. We got to do mm -hmm. this again whenever you're not uh, so pressed. Okay, uh, cool. And I'm Thank looking for forward me. to the, uh, the follow-up to this, I guess, when you come around to my side and seeing how it's all just lost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe, like, but maybe he'll deep, go into the lab maybe, and find something. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he'll bring you around to his side. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll show you some sides uh, of the jungle, of the sides <laughs> <laughs> of the world. Right, well, I'll do a little ayahuasca, and we're gonna solve the yeah. online poker problem. It's uh, it's a date. Okay, one more thing. I would like to give uh, props to you, Berkey, because um, you know, uh, I, one thing I've noticed about all these like a lot of these poker players is they like they a lot of. Uh, a lot of them like to talk shit or whatever. I don't know if they talk shit about you or not, to be honest. They I, do. I, they I, do. Okay. <laughs> well, in defense of you, by the way, a lot of these, when I look at a lot of these poker players, I see like, okay, what are they, what's so special about all these guys? They're just like fucking nerdy poker players and they're like kind of good at poker. Who cares? But like when I see you, Berkey, I see that you're like good at like basically all the things that they're not good at and a lot of like real life skills. <laughs> Thank you, John. And like wow. look at the studio and I'm like, well, what the fuck? Like who cares about these? online nerds that maybe they'd he's be talking about something. He's pointing Whereas all these other skills, in my opinion, are much more valuable yeah. and, you know, it can be quite a trap to, you, know, you see, to look, to point the finger at something, someone else, when they have some kind of weakness and not look at your own or see all the strength that someone else might have. Yeah, I mean, I don't take too much offense to it, man. You know, most of them are young and then the rest of them are polk. So it's just <laughs> well, you know, whatever. That's, that's just the life we live. And Doug has a lot of positives too and yeah, he likes to cause a little bit of drama as well. Yeah. Anyway, I gotta get out of here. Well, all right, thank brother. you for having thank me. Thank you, Jungle. Thank you so thank much, you, Jungle. Yeah, we appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Alright, that was a spicy one. Uh, much love to the jungle. Appreciate the uh, the the end there as well. Um, how do we follow this up? <laughs> what do you guys want to do? I don't appreciate the end. No. He called me a nerd. He, well, he wasn't specifically talking about you. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, no, he played directly at yeah, you. One hundred percent. You were the nerd that yeah, he was talking about. I mean, you know, he brought a little ray of hope. Yeah, out there. I think it's a I'll good see if point I can though, that. like that. <laughs> Especially if you're on the internet a lot, it's so easy to develop a negative bias of the world and everything. For sure. So yeah. I think that's a good point. Yeah, I, I think we do overlook uh, just how rotted our brains have become. I mean, we almost negativity. at this point have to start brainwashing positivity into ourselves because of Hashtag how much positivity. negative accidental brainwashing we get from <laughs> looking at the internet. Yeah, true. Yeah, just because negativity. I mean, we we run a podcast. We know negative stories get more clicks. They just do, 100%. and it's like that. People love scandals. People love uh, bad stuff that happens. So it's it's like it's really easy to get accidentally brainwashed into thinking <laughs> the world is ending. I mean, should we start? Should we start a new trend? Every show begins with a five minute shout out to everyone doing the, doing the, a good, the good job. Yeah. But if you start with five minutes boring. of being shitty about someone, now that now you're cooking. Well, we usually do that, but uh, <laughs> the, you replace it with the five minute intro. Is that what happens here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. No more, no more Steelers. Instead, no, instead no, of no, us no, talking no, no. about Steelers for five minutes oh and how God. great okay, they then are. Yes, if it's instead of Steelers okay. and Buckos, then yes, we should do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I meant like the five minute countdown. Got, got the, got the, the defensive is. player of the year over uh, TJ. I can't Warren. believe it. We can't talk about it today. I'm too, I'm too upset. The issue is, the issue is not 
actually giving people their props because uh, I would be totally fine with that. It's who's gonna who's gonna do the legwork to actually uncover people that are doing good. Who's things. gonna carry the boats and the logs? Yeah, right, yeah. maybe it's just a um, you. a sign that things are actually quite good. That it's we just expect people to be we doing good stuff, and then we just find the bad stuff. In yeah, it like you know, like Phil Gelfon, day in and day out, just doing great things. We could just talk about him every, for five minutes every day, right? But yeah. it's like it's the standard, you know. You just yeah. don't talk about the standard. You accept right. the standard. Exactly. Standard. Yeah, you talk standard about the things. Yeah, you talk about the things that deviate off of the standard, mm-hmm. which is you know some other fucking bot ring that just cropped up right. in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. uh, middle of Eastern Europe, and it's like, okay, well, this is a problem. We should talk about our problems. Yeah, <laughs> that's really what this has turned into. Like group this, therapy. Yeah, it's some level of like community therapy where it's like, all right, guys, like, who's in the muck today? Mm-hmm. You know, what's the opposite of being in the muck? Uh, out of the muck. In up the... good. Up good. <laughs> up good. Yep. Bro is you're up good. Heat. Yeah. All who's right. On well, heat you're, on, you're on heat. You're in heat. You're in heat. Uh, like something. who's on a heater then again when it comes to the the jungle like you're not getting shot in the leg like the problems of this society are different than they used to be yeah and you like know. 10 million dollars is yeah. a lot man also right. like the cult the, <laughs> right. the cult like the dubai and japan thing like the cultures are just your people are raised from as a baby so the more collective that it's really hard to at least for dubai also it's very affluent so there isn't <gasps> a lot of poverty the the incentive isn't really as great you know like well, they're when, heavily shame based cultures i mean i was japan raised, for I was sure, raised right? by a japanese mom and yeah. they're very like have to be polite have to care about what other people are doing like mm. make sure you know it's like a very but it's it's <clears> not <throat> it's not like because it's good it's like because otherwise you're a terrible person. right you're right. burned into society that's uh that's also relatable if you grew up catholic yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, we know. Got <laughs> you don't get those knuckles bashed. Do not stick your chopsticks knuckles. in or we are all going to die. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I don't want to die. <laughs> I killed everyone. We, die we, got some, so we got some um, answers to what's the opposite of in the muck. Okay. okay. All right. Let's hear him. Limo in. says in the money. Um, okay. Ben Hunt, She's such he's... a boomer, man. He's <laughs> 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 like, really I like that one. Of course you do. checks out. Sick min Five X are buying. Ben says running pure. Okay. I can get behind that one. Yeah, pure was a big one for us coming up. swinging. Right? I refuse. Or, or Daniel Williams said that somebody. Who's cooking? I, well, I opt out of upswing. Yeah. Yeah. Bait Alaska oh, okay. does say cooking. Yeah. I, I, I cooking. do like cooking. Cooking, I think yeah. cooking's who's it. Cooking? Mm-hmm. Bust, yeah. bust, okay, bust. I like that. Who's, who's cooking? cooking? Who's in the muck and who's cooking? Okay, yeah. 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 that's it. I think we need to introduce a new segment mm. of who's, who's cooking. cooking. Who's cooking? So I, I can come up with some like hands that I played well. Yeah, and we can yeah. discuss why. Well, I played maybe they well. played and then, well, and, and then, then it ends and it's like, of just wait, Brian's in the muck, fucking muck again. He was actually in the muck. It was yeah. really I, bad. And I got actually, lucky. yeah, I actually kind of don't hate this. Like, <laughs> it'd be nice to use the wizard to show some uh, some positive stuff. Well, I mean, you know, praise, to be fair, praise me, daddy. To be yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got something for our people with praise kinks Except and degradation. Yeah, accept me, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> we love Tell it. Tell me I'm good. Tell me I'm good. It is really funny. Tell me I'm cool and cooking in the same breath as me calling Nikki a boomer like she just nailed the biggest catchphrase of 2024 for us with, yep. with uh reject me daddy <laughs> it's just all over from there oh, sure. um <laughs> i just saw her comment it was obvious you fuck <laughs> uh, that's what a boomer would say okay. <laughs> 
Uh, we do have one thing to wrap up on. We can we can go through this pretty quickly. Um, it is cringe stuff that poker players do, according to Reddit. Oh, I feel like my. we need an intro for this. Mm-hmm. We were uh, just talking about how you spend all your time on Reddit in the Discord thread. Yeah, I replied to it. I actually. Uh, this is maybe me being a bit of a boomer, but I, I actually can't even navigate the site. It's not, <laughs> I truly Reddit's can't. not like a th- cool anymore. Like Reddit was cool in like 2011. Now it's just all like... Reddit feels like 4chan cringe. to me. Like What's it's that? Not, no, no, no. It's way more... Fil- it's like way... 4chan was like the Wild West. Like mm-hmm. Reddit used to be kind of like that. Okay. And then now it's just become like way too policed. And- For... Don't yeah, see I've tried to stuff. I've tried to like look to see if the podcast ever has any hits on there or whatever, and like I don't even know how to get past the search function. It'll be like <laughs> log in, and I'm like I don't have an account, and they're like okay, make well, an account. I'm like I don't want to make an account. <laughs> you guys pretty easy. I don't know that might be a personal problem. Well, why does it always want my? Why does it want me to log in? Why can't I just search you don't for have that? To log in. Well, then it wants me to download the app. Yeah, you just say no. Yeah, and then it's just like fuck you. No, it's not. <laughs> you just fuck it you. opens a page. <laughs> fuck you. Quit. I think you say fuck you when you see all the pop-ups, and then you just give up. Yeah. I'm, anyway. I'm right there with you, Burke. Yeah, Every right. time I go on Reddit, I'm there for like five seconds. Like fuck this. I'm yeah, it's a, I, I can't. Yeah. I can't navigate anymore. Yeah. Like just, just take me a, to yeah. the thing. Yeah, yeah. A, I'm just like just echo put chamber. it on. Put it on Twitter, and I'll read it there. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, I've been on Twitter so much less since I deleted it off my like main phone. Oh, I did that feel? like years so ago. Good. It's Isn't so it nice. nice. Wait, you don't I have Twitter on your phone? No, I only use the browser. Uh, I only use the browser, but it's it's this really sick hack where most of the time you're not involved. But then whenever you get wrapped in a thread, you feel like the biggest degen on the planet because you have to continually keep opening Chrome. <laughs> Like oh, you have to actively yeah. open Chrome, right. type in the the, and be like, "All right, what this motherfucker's saying now?" <laughs> uh, this is what you're doing. Anyway, this is so actually it, absurd. It really Are they actually anything. making a parody of their own show, interviewing yeah. an alt account right now? Like, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, the state uh, of content. Yeah, it's it's really it's really hit fucking it's, rock yeah, bottom at this point. Maybe that just means there's not actually enough scandals. Right. We need something, you know, because not enough we got a little spoiled with the frog poison cult thing. That was like <laughs> we had a good, so fun we had a good six months. to follow <laughs> right. along. And now we have bots in Eastern Europe. Like, that's not as right. exciting. Yeah. So. We really yeah. missed an opportunity kind of somebody doing, doing the combo. <laughs> yeah. We really need video of the sweatshops. The bot sweatshops. Oh. Like, there's got to be multiple people working there. We saw right? the one where they have like 87 phones mm-hmm. just like lined up on a wall operating by itself, yeah, that, right? Yeah, yeah the, I the apps see and stuff. Everybody, yeah. send a video of your bot sweatshop, please. <laughs> yeah. What are your working conditions like? Yeah. Let us help you. What, what are you paying the hourly We're to do? We're here these? to help. Yeah, we would like to know what the Let's developers are. Are we going to give it a 100K challenge and then reject it? Well, I mean, why not? If you could just get all the free work and then never have to pay it. out. We don't need to actually pay. Uh, did we find out if they actually paid? They did not. Uh, <laughs> uh, what happened was mm-hmm. everyone self-reported because the rules of the contest weren't very clear. Mm-hmm. So they said, hi, I have a working bot. Where do I collect my money? And they're like, you didn't play 5,000 hands and we just banned your account. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Fuck. Should have kept it to yourself, <laughs> cheater. Wait, no, really. Mm-hmm. Did they ban those accounts? Uh, well, they disabled them like, permanently, but like I think they were like, "Nope, we caught you." Yeah, and it's like, "Well, you didn't catch me. I just told on myself because I didn't know where to submit the evidence." <laughs> I thought that you wanted this. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you asked for. What the fuck? Oh, that's quite great. Um, but yeah, so yeah, no one got paid. All right, <laughs> so cringy things according to Reddit. 
Oh my god, this one is so fucking... Solver is checking 67.98% of the time here and, and betting 23.87. The other 8.5%, 8.15% of the time is reserved for tipping the deal. <laughs> I don't really understand solvers. If you play how the solver would, you're extremely predictable to anybody else that has studied solvers. What's your, what are your thoughts on those? Mm, on solvers? That's a very common sentiment. Yes, I agree. I, Especially I think so at the too. Like, tables that I play. Like, people <clears> are always saying yeah, I'm. Right. I'm curious. And uh, I say you're right. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's your thoughts on uh, if you study the solver and play like the solver, then you're predictable to another person who's done the same? Isn't this just a high roller? <laughs> yeah, you're predictable yeah. because mm -hmm. you're not losing money. Yeah, but at the same time, it doesn't make you easy to play against. Well, right, it does. You just do what the solver would do. Mm -hmm. yeah, the you solver does like insane. Right shit that's you scary. gotta throw some like <laughs> nine four offs in your preflop range that, that way they'll never put you on it if they think you're you know playing gto you very valid there you go very valid uh tortoise but i mean it does kind of go back to what we were talking about in respect to kind versus unkind environment where people kind of know the bounds of the game but the way you make your win rate is by being better at that game than everybody else. Yeah, and also if, nobody, the, envir if the environment is kind, nobody plays perfect. Nobody plays right. exactly like the solver, and that's where the exploits. Know. Even, even I would assume, even in the high rollers, right? Like the best people win the high rollers are knowing when people are making mistakes, and then. Uh, you know, exploiting that I in mean, a way, right? Yes, is it like, yes. oh, this is a this is a this percent like yes, bet, yes, or, yes to a degree, then, yeah. yes to a degree, but no, not to that degree. Like, I don't think people are missing sizing errors, and if they are, like, the amount of EV exchange there is so negligent, uh, or negligible rather. Um, I think that the thing that we can observe from high rollers is that, of course, there are people who gain some sort of edge. But it's also very difficult to quantify how big that edge is because yeah. the sample is relatively small and we're seeing the majority of win rates converge on zero, right? So basically, if you take out, like, call it the top 25% of a, of a high roller pool and you assume them to have some sort of win rate, maybe even the top 33%, I don't know. I, I don't know what point people begin losing. But if you assume like the top third of the pool has a win rate, what you'll find is that they're often just divvying up the recreationals in the pool who mm -hmm. are accounting for mm -hmm. like, you know, maybe minus 60 percent. Yeah, minus like they, they might be accounting for like 60 percent of the loss rate yeah. of the remaining 66 percent. Right. Yeah. And when you see them, maybe like the top 10, 15, 20 players in the world. And when you see one just like right, just start winning everything, it's just is it just a product of it's variance? Sun, I mean, yeah, it's a sunrise, right? Like, yeah, it's not to it's not to take fields. Too. Right. It's not to take anything away from them. Right. Mm -hmm. Like what Atomo right. did was right. incredible. You still have to have tremendous skill to do this. You just have to also run well at the same time. It's like, it's like, it's it like, just feels like a fool's if, errand. Right. Like if you, you right. Know. Like you're just constantly trying to sign up for yeah. a sit and go uh, with eight of the best players in the world in a wreck. Right kind of thing, mm -hmm. right? Like that's basically what it extrapolates out to is like you get eight of the best and a wreck and then another eight of the best and a wreck and now that wreck is contributing win rate to everybody yeah. else kind of thing. Um, and I, I, that's a simple model. Like obviously I know that there are people out there who are probably crushing it like Ike or whatever. They're just like, this guy doesn't know shit. Like there's so much money to be made. Yeah. But my point, my greater point is that wicked environments will just tend to offer way, way, way more money because you're not bounded by the quote-unquote theoretical rules of the game right right like what Going we mean by the Reddit post. <laughs> yeah like what we mean by a wicked environment is people that are just forfeiting ev 
so freely because they don't care to play within the boundaries of game <laughs> right. theory. Right, they won't play the rules because they'd rather play their way. Correct. Which loses to the well, rules. Like, in some ways, it is. it does become predictable, I'm sure, to them, but they're also like putting each other in like indifferent spots. Right. So it's like yeah, it's like, difficult. It's like predictably indifferent. Yeah, yeah well, indifferent yeah. means your win rate in that spot is zero. Right. And that's, I guess, the argument that I'm making is that the better everybody gets, the more frequent that people are just put into a position where they're yeah. generally just like... So whoever wins it. is whoever randomizes correctly. <laughs> or runs yeah. the best. You know? It's like, yeah. yeah, you're just like, well, okay, you... you you randomized and and now you landed on the right decision. But if They're it's randomized, if it, if if, if, if you landed or... on something else, then you would have folded and lost the pot. End of the day, like there's still a lot of win rate. Of, that's there's, a one of one. There's still yeah. a lot of win rate in the pool, though. I would say for sure, for, for sure. Like, the and the bigger the pool, obviously, the more true that becomes. I mean, we see that in the big field mains. Yeah, because right? yeah, most yeah, people yeah. don't play the uh, solver. Even just like the 25 k's that get like 150 people. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. those pools are obviously quite soft. And whoops, and the win rate is going to be relatively high. Because now it's like the top third are winning so much more. It's so much more compounded because it's not just the recreationals that are contributing to the pool. Now it's like this large group of weak wrecks or weak regs that think that they're winning off of the wrecks. It's the pool and then it's the people that think they're slightly beating the super losers. Right. And then the regs that are decent are beating them. And then it's just a very food chain-esque chain yeah. system. Yeah, yeah. But like that's why WCP Same thing happens at the Jewel. Yeah, sure. The, the the thing that I think is interesting though about this Reddit comment is uh I, I think that there is a notion in theory that can be uh derived from this that actually is sort of true, right? So it's like uh the quote unquote I don't really understand solvers. If you play like a solver, then you're predictable to anybody else who studied the solver. Mm -hmm. I like well, the username checks out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Amateur so really, yeah. yeah, that's true. Um but uh, I think like the interesting thing here is that what's what's uh, kind of unspoken is the assumption that whatever it is that you're studying has the same default variable, right? The same right. ranges and things like that. So there is like this way to like have custom ranges uh, in a certain sense that may play in your environment, but not in all environments, right? Like I know Bobby's room, for example, it's a unique game format. It's 100-100 with a 100 ante. That's going to require a different range set than 50, 100, 100 ante, right? It's going to require a different uh, range set than 100, 200, uh, 400 with uh, a big blind ante. Like all of these variables still, they, they change things enough that we become pretty fuzzy on where the actual zero EV line comes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've looked, at, I, I've looked at like two blinds with a, a big blind ante. Uh, and no rake spots and i've seen everything from button opening 45 percent big blind defending uh 42 percent with a 16 percent three bet frequency to button opening like 59 percent and big blind defending like 65 percent through call and 12 percent that's a through massive raise. difference huge difference yeah. right and it's like i look at the two of them and i just kind of say to myself like okay well, I'm not sure which one of these is theoretically the correct, <laughs> but what I do recognize is that the wider range is the one that I commonly see played mm -hmm. in my environment. Yeah. And so now, if I calibrate towards that, uh, I'm able to just gain a lot of EV by having vision over post-flop strategies that actually have these ranges prefixed, right? Because mm -hmm. now the strategies just change tremendously. If you give them the tighter range, um, you know, we might not get to range bet on certain textures, but when you give them the wider range, it's just like a pure 
B33 on like King 10 Deuce or something like that button yeah. versus Big Blind. Where like, you know, maybe with the tighter range, uh, we're forced to check back at some sort of frequency. A bad bad like example maybe, but. Speaks to why pool, uh, like knowing your pool's tendencies and having experience in a pool is like worth so much. Yes. Even uh, with solvers, like someone could be really good theorist and study all day, but they don't play. And then they're not really used to, like, I find that people who are, they play the same pool. Like Darren Elias is a good example. He's really good at the pool. Like he's so adjusted to the pool that right. he, he rises above like very often. He's making so, a lot of win rate on the fringes. Yeah. Right? So most people are just making their core win rate. And you learn rate. the fringes by experience exactly. in the pool. So yeah. I think like pool experience still is like accounts for so much win rate. Yeah. I think live you experience that like through just sheer reps and uh, your own personal bias of observation. And I think online it's like stuff like Nick Howard does with detox where mm -hmm. it's just like you just have tens of millions of hands that you're able to comb through and say like this guy's a whale because of these seven data points that clearly indicate that he's like, a whale the regs tend to deviate here right. you know like stuff like that you're not right all the time but you're right enough to make money mm -hmm. yeah being right enough to make money is it's hard enough to win as it is yeah pretty pretty nice way to win all the time the game is gone. All right, let's look at some Everyone more of these. Start trading shitcoin. <laughs> Smooth Skunk <laughs> says, "Check in the dark, bro. You weren't the preflop aggressor. Congrats on Ooh. not donking." <laughs> this is Arthur Fist um, at its finest. I'm, I'm not even sure what this means. To be quite, it just honest. means like congrats He's for annoying. checking in the dark, as you're supposed to just range check dark because you're not like, the aggressor. Not always. Not always, but. Thank you. Right. 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 Yeah. Got some leads. Right. Well, Lead that, yeah, five, seven, six like, from the big saying, line or something. He's basically saying like congrats on not having a donking range right which was this you that was arguing this Lamanna? was me this was me yeah because i said i said that it's you're giving away more information when you check dark oh it's guapo don't. that checks dark no it was it was nikki oh yeah that's right it that's was nikki right. she checked dark why and i was like don't check, check dark. dark and i was like and she's like and she's like why then they don't know what i'm gonna do they don't know what, like and i'm like no it's it's the opposite right when you yeah. check dark you're telling them that you have no lead range so like when when you just if you're always going to check no matter what, at least do it in the light. That way they might think, oh, there's part of the light. Well, whatever. Check in the light. Check in the light. Right. Right. But like, well, you never have people say that? I do, but it's just like, all right. Right. But like, no. You still having a real moment. You never heard that before? Right. But when you, you know, obviously, if you're planning on checking your entire range and you do it after the cards are out, they at least think like, well, maybe there's a part of the range that would have left. I kind of just think it's like a. Thing it's it's that a very it's small, a thing tiny little thing that probably doesn't matter that much, but it matters but I think a lot. Just do it, it matters they so it much. On, they see it on shows and Phil Hellmuth used to do it on TV a lot, and then they're like, I, a lot of times when you see like in these low stakes games, like people really feel like it's their moment when action's on them. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, like they're, they're really like, I'm like, I'm like this guy on the TV, and so they're really kind of like. Oh, Dark. Like they want to like <laughs> yeah. seem kind of like, <laughs> like but, they, right. but it's like old stuff they're watching, so they kind of yeah. just look like a yeah, never a change, bit. never change. I, I hope that this aspect of poker never changes. It, you keep think, checking it, it in the dark, no, everybody. No, it won't though. That's like the beauty of live poker. Like it won't. Yeah, it, I, it hasn't really changed in 15 years, so I don't know why it would change. I now. love it. Yeah. I, I love the dinosaur aspect of it. Um, it's all right. Yeah. Discussing things like ranges, GTO, defense frequencies, or any other strategy discussion at oh, a fucking 2-5 game full of recreational that players. Like, this can get a thumbs up, man. Like, you're, you got, this is cringe. Yeah. Cringe. This is cringe, mate. It doesn't really help, yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I agree. 
I largely agree. Um, I think that generally speaking, people are too sensitive to this, though. It's not even about gatekeeping info. Yeah. yeah, like it's not about no, that. No, it's, it's about not how you go about that, saying. What, I, what I've seen happen when this happens, like, is that the the Rex will be like, "Man, I don't even know what I'm doing playing this game," and they'll yeah. like rack up sometimes yeah, because yeah, it's okay, like, "Oh, that's a problem. well, yeah. this is like, right. wait, like I'm definitely losing here." Like they they're not. Like, that, that's when it goes like, too far. They can recognize that, like, oh, they're talking about stuff that I've never even yeah. heard of. I'm losing. Where it's I think, yeah, it's a difference between like just making one comment and having a full fledged like yeah, five like, ten oh. minute conversation on a spot. I think that right. like yeah. where which, which you see how like it'll be like two regs like acting like nobody else is at the table like talking in depth talking about deep a theory spot or that just happened yeah. against Iraq. Like, yeah. Yeah. like, well, his range is going to be. It's like. Oh, that guy's a whale. Like, <laughs> I've really heard people call people whales like at the table as if they can't hear them. It's crazy. So, so that part is, uh, I think people are generally over, overly sensitive about not actually directly calling someone a whale, but um, like basically even referencing things like fish, whale, VIP, stuff like that when there are recreationals around. Uh, I, I know like a lot of regs will just get really sensitive to this sort of language and be like, don't talk about that whenever there's wrecks in the game. It's like, Buddy, they know who they are. They fucking know. <laughs> they know, and they don't think it's them. They don't care. Right. And they, yeah, <laughs> it's, and they, exactly. they, yeah, right. It's like when it's you call another when you call another reg a whale. Mm -hmm. The recreational who overheard you say that at no point in time thinks to himself, "Well, if he's a whale, what the fuck am I?" No, no. He sits there and goes, "Yeah, you know what? He is a goddamn yeah. whale. <laughs> I can make money off of that guy." Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I think that we. We take it one step too far. Like I, I totally agree with this. Don't have like a theoretical discussion at the table. Right. But hands have been being discussed at the table since the dawn of time. Of course. If you want to talk in like, you know, uh, very, true. very generic terms of just like I like a big bet there, I like a small bet there. Like I, I don't think he has the nuts. Whenever I do, like whatever, man. No one is gonna listen to that conversation. And just be like, wow, yeah. I'm, I'm way yeah. out of my depth like, here. I've, I've had the you like, know? You know, or like even uh, if a wreck is like sometimes they'll be like. I don't know. What do you think? Like yeah, they want to yeah, talk. Yeah. Like that's yeah. like a that's part of this, the social. This literally it, it happened. Uh, this happened yeah. uh, when I was playing in Florida at the five k, where like someone jammed seven and a half bigs from <clears throat> from hijack, and then button called off uh, a seven off, and like just looked next to me and was like, oh, is that a call there? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like it seems yeah, close. Like, like there's a big small a blind, you know, and they don't have to scream at the table like, hey guys, what did you think about that call? Right. Like pretty whale, <laughs> huh? <laughs> or like, yeah, like, or like get deep into theory. But I think it's more so when it's like two regs and they're like deep in a theoretical discussion about like a hand that just happened. Yeah. It all Cause, stinks. Cause that just like, <laughs> it will just, it's like, I could imagine being on the other end of that and thinking like what are, i'm way out of my depths here it's like, a very weird ego trip to have like the huge conversation where it's like it's there's someone weird. open jams and like someone tries to like yell out the combos of what they think it was like oh like jack tensu to queen tensu and like someone that would never do that stuff in their life is like what are you talking like, what, really when what they do that they here? just like out themselves yeah it's like why, like, why we don't have that. to do all of that you know <laughs> like someone asks about oh did i have a good bluff catch there like you can say uh i think it was good think it was bad it has some good things bad things but you don't have to go into the nuance in the and the ev and well, randomizing the, spade, the <laughs> a ton of spades actually blocks the, it's like you yeah. know, don't do that yeah, yeah you don't, have to, don't do that you just be like oh it seems kind of close you know yeah and if it, it if, and if you don't think it's, it's that close be like oh, I, like fine. you just pick i'd fold there but like that's me mm -hmm. yeah and you don't have to make it this shame game of do you know say, what I'll the be like, i fold there but i'm in it yeah like, <laughs> yeah. i'll like be self-deprecating about that's it. nice yeah that's right like yeah I'm I'm just like a big proponent of dunking on other regs because we can take it. Like I think we should just be able to have that discourse back and forth. 
And I think it actually ultimately makes Rex more comfortable. Like mm-hmm. they understand there's a pecking order. And if they can like go around the table and like align themselves almost with uh, other regs where they're just like, he is the weak one. Mm-hmm. We're going to fucking get him today. Yeah, you're, right. <laughs> you're, also, you're also playing yeah. at a different stake with different people. That's true. Like your, your people yeah. are they're well aware of what's going they're on. They're more in the know. Your closed group, club I got to tell you, man, I really don't think guys that sit down at 2-5 that like haven't played in six months and have no experience playing poker really think to themselves like, I'm the fucking guy. Yeah, I love I'm they, the guy. Today I'm the guy. I, think, <laughs> I mean, think the guy that's losing or winning? Winning. Oh, really. okay. Like, like I'm yeah. that dude. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. I, well, if they if they ha- you know they win a couple of pots. Oh yeah, I mean if they're feeling, feeling themselves. Like the they're feeling themselves. You know mm-hmm. that's that's great too. But uh, I also don't think there's any downside to letting them know who's not the guy. Yeah. Uh, especially if that's like another reg. I mean, only if it's another reg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's all make the okay. The, today's the day we normalize it. Shit on each other at the table. It's fine because it's, it's a bit of it's sort of like it might you, be a crime. Fellow no, regs, gate. Those are your coworkers, kind <laughs> yeah, of. Yeah, and you you sort certain of certain camaraderie. Yeah, you sort of pass money back and forth, and yeah. you kind of shit on each other. I mean, yeah. it's kind of a fun thing. Yeah, yeah. people shit on their coworkers. That's all like a time. dynamic everywhere. Yeah, it's just someone like, nit roll somebody. You tell them. Don't eat yeah. my fucking sandwich, Sally. You know. I mean, every time I lose a pot, people are telling me, oh, you're going to be in the muck. (laughs) (laughs) I actually love that. That's wholesome boomer content. That is wholesome boomer content. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Big shout out to Jungle Man for joining us. Uh, Thank you, Melissa, for joining us as well. Shout out to the team. Um, Quick reminder that uh, if you haven't already, click that link regarding Playground, getting information. If you guys are thinking about coming to Montreal, I will be there. Uh, The 31st. All right. Since Landon like play the bell, since Landon asked for it, yeah, I need to see it. Nikki is really good at putting it. <laughs> she she went quite overboard to say the least. Uh, where did it go? I can't even find it. I can't Jeez. find it. No. Well, now we're not going to get any subscribers. Well, oh man, they have gone. no idea what to do. Guapo, let's go. Come back. I don't even know what happened. Well, if- what happened to Guapo? Ask Nikki. Ask Nikki. We haven't heard from Guapo by the way since the last we heard from him was a video of him. <laughs> Deflating balloons me, with, at a party in fucking Malaysia or wherever. Oh man, we should have we should have definitely put, put that, that on. Yeah. The next day, he showed us a bunch of knockoff shoes. Yeah, so I, I don't. Too. He might have been some shady stuff at this point. I'm not really sure what's. Going I honestly on. think he's I never can, coming back. I can guarantee you, he's into some shady stuff. But well, please, he's definitely getting stuff to resell on eBay. Oh, 100%, 100%. <laughs> That's probably what happened. He's, he's probably just trapped at customs. Yeah, he's a thousand dollars worth of ripped a whole off merch. Suitcase full of yeah, no. so yeah. like He just went there with like four empty suitcases. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see it. All right, that's going to do it for us. We'll be back again tomorrow at noon. Whoops, my bad. Uh, Don't forget to like, subscribe, (laughs) smash that bell. Leave us a comment. (laughs) Let us know what you think. Uh, We'll be back at noon tomorrow with a brand new In the Muck segment uh, to wrap up this week. We'll see you all then. Peace.